So I was looking at my, uh, my news feed yesterday and a uh, story on uh, the Israeli hostages in Gaza you know, being held by Hamas, the terrorists, and, uh, and they remarked that it's uh, been uh, 50, well, yesterday it was 57 days that they've been in uh, captivity. It's not something. I mean, time flies and we move on. And, but here these people are trapped. Uh, no, you know, little food, little water, no sanitation, no, no medicine. They're isolated from their families. And the worst part is they have no idea how it's going to end. You know, will they get freed? When? Uh, and to live with that is a constant state. And it, it, it got me thinking, uh, or reminded me of something anyways. Uh, do, do you all remember uh, Monsignor Dempsey? Uh, Monsignor Dempsey was a pastor here a long time ago. Uh, back in uh, 1984, when he was pastor here at St. Pat's, uh, he went on a, a trip with some other uh, prisoners, like a, a pilgrimage of sorts, with a couple other priests, uh, Monsignor McLaughlin, Monsignor McDonald, and this group, and they, they were kind of doing a, a bunch of different places, and they had left Greece, they flown out of Greece going to Rome, and, and you remember their plane got hijacked. I don't know if you recall that story or not. It was a big deal. It was in the news all over the country. And, and they were uh, on that plane flying all over the Mediterranean at the, at the whim of these uh, Palestinian terrorists uh, for over two weeks. You know, you know, we don't want to be on a plane for more than a half hour, especially if we got the middle seat, you know. And, uh, and here they were two, over two, two weeks on this plane with little food, little water, no sanitation. It's hot, they're dirty, uh, and they're under extreme duress and stress. And, and, and it, was, it was so serious that remember that one, that one day, uh, they take one of the, an American soldier who was on the plane and shot him in the head and threw his body out of the tarmac. So this is the, that was the kind of uh, terror that these uh, people were under that uh, Monsignor Dempsey uh, was going through. And, you know, but they got out, and, but it, imagine two weeks being in a hot, smelly, dirty tube with all these people crammed in with you and not knowing how it's going to end or if you're even going to get out. And, and I talked to him about it once, and he never brought it up, but if you asked him, he'd tell the story. And, and, he, and he, I said, well, he, I, he said the worst it was just, it was, it was the absolute worst situation I've ever been in in my life. And, it, and, and, that, and it initially, the, the, the worst part of it was the, the sense of hopelessness. Like, I can't get out of this. I don't know what to do. How do I get out of here? And there's no answer. But then finally, and like one day, he just, he's sitting there praying in, in his seat. And, and he just like heard the Lord say, come to me. Come to me. And he said, all right. And he, he began to, to pray that way. And he felt himself moving into this space with Jesus. And it, and it, it didn't make it easier, but it, it changed it so he could, he could bear it. And, he, and the words he used, I moved into that space with Jesus. Now, I, wanna, I want us to think about that in terms of Advent and ourselves. And we can say, you know, I'll never be in a situation like that where I'm trapped and I don't know how to get out. Where I'm 
where I'm being held hostage by somebody or something. But you know, brothers and sisters, that's not true. The whole point of Advent is to wake us up to the reality that we are hostages to something. We are trapped by something. You know, it doesn't have to be a literal, like I'm being held by these nasty uh, Hamas people. You know, it doesn't have to be, it isn't necessarily that. More than likely, most often, every day, it is the truth that we are hostages to sin, aren't we? Aren't we hostages to things in our life that we think, all right, if I just have enough control, I can, I can manage this. If I just will myself uh, to, to do this thing, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to do it. But then the Lord allows things in our life where we have to confront the reality that there are things in our life that we can't fix and that we can't do and that we're not in control of. You know, that, what's the most obvious one? talk about sin. Well, why do, why do we keep sinning? And you go to confession and you're like, okay, I got that one done. But then you go and do it again. Maybe before you even get out of the parking lot. What is that? Aren't we then hostages to it? Aren't we trapped by it? Um, aren't we addicts to sin? We're sin addicts because we keep doing it? Even though we don't want to? Isn't that an addiction? And we, fought, and we finally come to realize, like what Dempsey realized in the plane, I'm not in control here. I'm not going to get out on my own. I have to move into the space with Jesus because he's the only one who's going to do this for me. He's the only one that's going to make this bearable. He's the only one that's going to fix it. He's the only one that can save me. See, we live under this illusion that somehow we're going to save ourselves. If I have enough money, if I have the right house, if I have the, you know, the best friends or I get something right on social media or if I have the right, like, this entertainment's going to keep me occupied and I've got this thing over here that is going to keep me distracted. And it's all about wanting to be in control and wanting to create an illusion in our life that somehow we're going to save ourselves. See, here's the perfect example. Look at, look at Isaiah, that poor dude. I mean, he just, he's out there trying to manage these people. And it's in the worst situation. This whole thing on the first reading with Isaiah, the the worst thing that happened to them, they got held hostage. They got captured. And they didn't get to, they weren't released. The Babylonians came and destroyed Israel, destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, which was the center of their whole life. They had nothing left. And then they got carted off to some strange country, moved around, to places they, they had never heard of. And they had no idea how they're ever going to get out, if they're ever going to get hooked to go home. And they were there for a long time. Most of them died in captivity. And here's Isaiah saying, Lord, we know why we're here. You gave us everything. And we paid lip service to you. You gave us a way to get home. And we went our own way. We made our own gods of money, sex, power. We, we said that we love you, but then we turned and we love the world instead. Now, we know, I know why we're here. But then he says, Lord, just, oh, that the heavens would open up and you would come down and save us. It's our fault. And, and, uh, and now we realize 
that we can't save ourselves. We aren't going to get home without you. So come home. Get us. Take us home. I just want to go home. I just want things to be better. I just, I just want my life to be okay. But I can't do it without you. I can't get to heaven unless you're the one who gets me there. That's what he's saying. But doesn't that sound like something we would say or need to say? Jesus says, watch. Watch for what? Watch for him. Move into that space with him. Let his mind be in you, as Paul would say. As Paul says, it is not I who live, but he who lives in me. Put on a fresh spiritual way of thinking. Put on his mind. Put on his life. Move into his space. Watch for that. But also watch during these next four weeks for those things in your life which need to be put put under his foot, put under his authority. Watch for those things where you, we trick ourselves into thinking we're in control. Watch, watch for that thing where you're doing it with your money. Watch for that thing where you're doing it with, with stuff in your life. Watch where you're doing with using relationships or using things to make yourself feel as though you're in control. Watch for that thing. And you finally say, Lord, come down and heal me of that addiction. We're so addictive. Lord, you're the, you're the doctor. I'm the patient. I'm the one who is sick. And you are the only one, Lord, who can cure me. So cure me, heal me, love me. Don't forget me, because I want to come home. You know? So the next four weeks, Advent, what is that thing that we're addicted to, that sense of control? Ask the Lord to heal it and go to confession and get it done. Isaiah He wasn't looking for an excuse or an explanation. He was looking for a miracle. And the miracle is about to come to us, to be born to us. So stop worshiping at the altar of our self-sufficiency and our selfishness and return to that place of worship, the manger and the baby Jesus, which is the only thing that's going to save us. Amen? Amen. Nice one. All right. Before we uh, move on with the Mass... um, before we move on with the mass.